This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring incident, is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined, as I hope I always will be, by the absolutely brilliant Jackie Vores. Eagle-eyed listeners will have spotted that the headphones have returned. My <laughs> laptop is having one or two technical hiccups this fine Friday afternoon. What's that? Eagle-eyed listeners. Eagle-eyed, there you go. I'm already really eagle-eyed listeners. That doesn't make any sense. Eagle-eyed viewers, if you're watching on YouTube, my headphones have returned. It's a welcome return, necessary return. Who knows if it will sustain. <laughs> but I'm delighted to be joined, as ever, by the absolutely brilliant Jackie Wars. Jackie, how are you this fine Friday afternoon? We're back where I believe we belong, although we're always more than happy to record on other days. But we're back on a Friday afternoon. How are you doing? How's your week been? My week is very, very busy. It's been the busiest of busy, but it's been great. Everything's really good. Everything's motoring on. Ran a really good positioning and messaging session for a client, which was excellent. I'm also learning a lot about, we've got a new guy doing our social media at Demoso called Nix. He's um, heading up our social media, since they're doing, heading up our social media, sorry. And he's teaching me stuff, which I really love. Every day is a school day. Absolutely right. As it should be as well. We're always saying you should always be learning, always be like sort of keen to learn new things and adapt to these new technologies. I just love when we get a new member of the team as well, because there's always, Mm. and I don't just say this because you're here and I don't just say this because I obviously work for Demoza and work for the brilliant team at Demoza, but I'm sure you would agree with what I'm about to say. There's always such a supportive kind of influx of messages. Whenever someone new joins the team, it's just such a really vibrant, lovely kind of vibe. And I get the sense that everyone always feels very welcome. You know, there's a very you know, sense of warmth and kindness and support. And I'm glad that you're, you're already learning some some new stuff. I've been chatting to a wonderful new member of the team as well, Charlie. Uh, Charlie's been helping us promote the podcast recently while Billy was yeah. away. So it's like brilliant. Like the, the family grows, the team grows, and it's absolutely wonderful. Speaking of things growing. That sounded really inappropriate, didn't it? Goodness me. It's a very it's supposed to be a very PC podcast. I apologize to any of us. Maybe in your mind, Lyle. Yeah, in my mind, my euthanistic brain. It must be because we're back on Friday afternoon. <laughs> exactly right. Goodness me. This has got off to an absolutely stunning start, as ever, hasn't it? This one. Eagle-eyed listeners, and now I'm making euthanistic jokes. But speaking of kind of industries growing and environments mm-hmm. growing, like we are delighted that it's just going to be ourselves we had some fantastic guests recently obviously and we've got some exciting guests coming up who we can't wait for you to listen to but jackie and i are once again here to talk about something that i think we've been kind of flirting with talking about for a little while when we discussed other topics but what i meant when i said speaking of things growing is we're going to talk today about gb news gb news being quite a, well a relatively new news platform relatively new news broadcaster and what i meant by things growing is obviously the rolling news industry is growing with things like gb news and with yeah. things like talk tv and and other platforms of that ilk and we just sort of thought didn't we jackie that we'd speak a little bit about not just gb news as a platform and the way it delivers the news to mm-hmm. us but also its steadfast defense of a couple of its presenters who you know, depending on the anywhere. In fact, I think regardless of your particular political alignment, they can be seen as particularly divisive, provocative 
presenters in their yeah, own right, can't they? In a good way, yeah. arguably. But let's set the scene for our wonderful out of UK listeners mm. and viewers. GB News is it's a it's a as Lyle quite rightly said it's a relatively recent broadcast channel in the UK that has sort of sprung up to rival some of the more established and establishment news broadcasters like BBC, like Sky, and certainly its news-based magazine talk-based programmes definitely rivals some of the very big ticket programmes that we often refer to on this podcast, like the morning shows on ITV that we've referred to that host with, with Philip and Holly hosting and BBC news shows and that kind of thing. So they are set head to head with those kind of shows. And as Lyle quite rightly said, there are other shows uh, or other broadcast um, platforms that are springing up on um, uh, on cable TV, as other people might term term it the interesting thing about gb news and if anybody's aware of fox news in the states the interesting thing about gb news is that it has a very distinct right wing leaning Mm. and i'm going to sit on a what's the word on, on a fence on a political fence here and i'm not going to talk about that as an issue because I totally believe in freedom of speech in being able to express your political views. And if that is a platform that they they come from, fair play to them. Do you know, but, but the thing about GB News is that uh, by the very name of it, they set out to represent the thoughts and feelings of the people of Great Britain. So they do offer counter uh, they do a lot of debate so if they're if they're taking something politically from the right wing they'll bring on left wing people to have a proper debate with and as Lyle quite rightly said some of their broadcast hosts are quite politically sometimes and just quite personality wise let's say divisive divisive is quite a negative word but I would say stirring and challenging and you know not necessarily speaking the kind of voicing the kind of opinions that you would get on establishment tv which makes gb news quite a compelling station to watch whether you believe whether whether you agree with uh, political bias or not it's still a very interesting channel to watch because of this kind of debate and because of the kind of presenters and people that they bring on. Now, the thing that I've been fascinated by with GB News is its incredible identity as a channel, as a broadcaster, and they've got their messaging, they've got their vision, they've got their values, they've got it all right. Mm. They're doing it right. Whatever persuasion you come from, I challenge you to tell me that they are not getting this right. And I want to pat the back of the person who's in charge of their channel culture, of their channel communications, messaging, positioning. I want to pat that person's back because all of those things that I've been spouting on about all our podcasts before about people not getting their vision right, not getting their mission right, not actually understanding their values and not having their people, their mouthpieces, their representatives communicate those values. I've criticised that so many times, haven't I, Lyle? Absolutely. For once, 
for once in my life, I can actually say, well done. Well done to that broadcaster. It's really intriguing, isn't it? Because it's a really good point you make insofar as regardless of your political alignment, you know, where you position yourself as an audience member in terms of your own opinion on current affairs, on politics, whatever else that may be. You watch GB News and you absolutely know what you're going to get. It's not dissimilar to how, for example, LBC used to be as a radio station. Mm. I say used to be because of a point I'm about to make, which is that as an institution, particularly a broadcast institution, exists for longer and longer periods of time, organically moderation starts to appear. Now, I don't get the sense that GB News will head down that route because they have such a clear message and a clear brand and a clear identity and tone, which you articulated so brilliantly. But we've spoken recently, in fact, when we spoke about the BBC presenter scandal and, and Hugh Edwards and the situation surrounding that, how, albeit you know, very loosely we discussed this and in passing, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, political scientist, broadcast scientist to see that the BBC, however hard it tries, has a political voice, leans one way politically, right? You radio tv online in print they have a particular they well, lean a particular way tv news probably would go as far as to say they are propaganda yeah possibly and they, they might go that far but the issue that <laughs> i don't BBC, know i'm not speaking gb news but i would actually speculate that they probably would go that far because that's <laughs> that's gb news's tone of voice isn't it? that's their personality that's their identity they are challenging yeah they exactly challenge the establishment the BBC have an issue, which is widely held and widely known, that they, and we spoke about this, they have to be a certain way because they're publicly funded. Tim Davey, like we discussed in the Hugh Ebers episode, is essentially a minister <laughs> when it comes to his job. Like, he's essentially a government minister because of what he has to do relative to other heads of broadcasters. They face an issue because they have set of values to uphold that they're struggling to gb news have been able to establish those values early and they've kind of gone from zero to 100 because they could yeah but but you're so right regardless of your views on it to execute to, to have that plan is one thing to execute it is another thing and it pains me to say it because I'll come clean. There are things on there and there are presenters on GB News that I don't necessarily agree with and there are viewpoints I don't agree with, but it is very watchable. It's explosive. Yeah. You know, it, it can be. You're, you're so right. The debates they broadcast are very compelling for one reason or another. And you're right. I mean, divisive might have been a bit of a misstep from, from my point of view, but they are challenging is an excellent word. They have been employed to challenge. And I think you also got the real sense, and this is a point I'm going to kind of quiz you on now, actually, that Eamon Holmes is a GB News presenter now, who was very vocal about Philip Schofield. Dan Wooten, who we're going to speak about later on in this episode, because he's obviously facing allegations of his own, is now a GB News presenter. Nigel Farage faced allegations about Coots Bank. We're going to talk about Coots Bank during this episode as well, if we have time. Nigel Farage has been a very provocative and challenging figure in the political space. They've been employed to challenge, but I also get the sense that GB News were approached by these personalities. And I think one or two of the people I've just mentioned have come clean about this. We've been moderated as presenters for other broadcasters we've worked for. 
and what this channel stands for is what I've stood for for a number of years and I'm excited to go and broadcast for them and be a journalist for yeah. them. I mean, it's quite interesting um, when you say we've moderated because I do I do say if you have a mission and if you have a vision, your values are very clear, you give your presenters or your talent the choice of whether they want to present for you knowing what you will and will not allow. And so, you know, you as a presenter know that, you know, at some stage you are, you you will be asked to work within certain boundaries. And it depends where you're talking as to how sort of strict those parameters are and how strict those boundaries are. And, you know, the BBC has a certain way of doing things. And uh, obviously ITV has a certain way of doing things. And we've seen, we've, we've discussed situations where presenters have gone out of those boundaries or presenters haven't known the boundaries. For example, Gary Lineker expressing his own opinion on social media about a government, the government ruling. Gary Lineker felt perfectly within his rights. And so he was. He had never been told that it was not the rules for him to not be able to say what he wanted to say. Similarly, um, we've talked about the way you represent your brand with Philip Schofield at This Morning and ITV. And everybody knows that ITV didn't seem to follow their own boundaries. So there's that. And in both of those situations, everything seems to be a bit blurred lines. It seems to be a bit kind of like, what do you do? What don't you do? What do we expect you to do? Is it, is it explicit? Where you move over to GB News, there are no blurred lines. It's, it is completely clear what that channel stands for, what the presenters stand for. And this is, to me, is a, a, equally fascinating. The group camaraderie that you see within that group of people, that organisation, you feel and see that the organization stands behind their people. You see their people standing up for their people. If you spend a bit of time watching GB News, as I have done recently, you see that what has been happening with Dan Wooten, what has been happening with Nigel Farage, two of their presenters, you see so much support across different programs from, diff from uh, the variety of their presenters for their own, for their people. It's fascinating it's unusual and it's really compelling it's really compelling and I think that's what makes them strong they're beating so many so many other competitors in the ratings right now yeah which um, has been a bit of a recovery hasn't it because I remember there was kind of a laughing stock element when it was initially broadcasting well, I don't know if it was laughing stop, but I do know there was a kind of like a juddery start. Wasn't yeah. um, wasn't Andrew Neil supposed to be involved in it to start with? And then he left because I think yeah. his first couple of broadcasts, I think the first one was in the kind of four figures viewership. But I mean, again, that happens with anything. That happens if things if things are starting from scratch and starting from nothing. I mean, you can you can have as big a name as you want, but people are gonna people go towards and drift towards what they know and regardless of whether or not you agree with what the BBC or ITV News puts out that's all we've had for however long mm. and you know I don't know the ins and outs or the statistics but you know LBC is now one of the most listened to radio channels in the country when it comes to kind of current affairs and politics but I would imagine that when that you know leading Britain's conversation kind of thing was 
first posited however many years ago it was they were also struggling for listenership because you know people drift towards radio 4 whether you agree with them or not it's a really interesting point you make about the camaraderie and the kind of like the you know they're all in this together kind of mentality something i was also going to bring up which is really interesting is we have some really interesting case studies before us that are comparative in the form of so, and it's sad in a way that they are case studies and it's sad that you can kind of put them in columns, but this is where our country is right now in terms of the scandals that have hit the hit the nation. You've got Hugh Edwards, you've got Philip Schofield, and you've got Dan Wooten. Now, for our worldwide listeners, for our international listeners, Dan Wooten is facing allegations. We've got to be a bit careful here and we've got to just kind of say what we know. Dan Wooten is facing allegations that he has been you know inappropriate inappropriate in the workplace yeah just inappropriate in the workplace in terms of maybe messages he sent to colleagues and he's also you know whatever else yeah on that actually you can these allegations came out from a quite a spurious publication in in the first place it wasn't it wasn't like the red top exposés of Mm. um, you know Hugh Edwards or Philip Schofield but it seemed to be uh, uh, quite. It seemed to be quite sort of pile on mentality. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, let's let's find somebody else that we can, you know, look at and make allegations about. And it sort of seemed to be in that tailwind of all of all of the mm. things that have gone before. And Dan Wooten. And again, this is another thing that I love about GB News as a as an organization and as a channel. Again, I need to to stress. I'm not talking about love its politics. I'm talking about how it executes itself yeah. as an organization. Of course. Dan Wooten used his his show, his platform, to talk about, quite openly talk about what had been said, what he was going to do about it, and really take, you know, show his point. So, you know, he was just he he faced up to it, he faced it out with obviously the full support of his channel. That was going to be my point, actually, that there are, there are levels, aren't they? If you if you compare the three, my point was going to be that we've had silence from Hugh Edwards because he's a well-regarded... Yeah, he's also history. mentally, mentally yeah. incapacitated at the moment. But we've had complete oh, radio science, haven't we? Yeah, I don't you know. think we can direct compare. No, as in not, not direct compare, but what I mean is is that when it comes to kind of the the situations that have evolved and the way they've evolved even if it wasn't going to be directly from Hugh Edwards, because obviously he's dealing with his own psychological issues at the moment, which we're very sensitive and cognizant of. Philip Schofield obviously did his interview, which we did a podcast on, you know, immediately after that scandal broke. The BBC have succeeded where, I'm not going to say ITV and GB News have failed, they've just done it differently. The BBC have succeeded in in completely quietening the whole situation, silencing the situation more or less. Hugh Edwards was announced as being the presenter. There was a 36-hour kind of reactionary situation mm. involving the media, and it's gone quiet. And we haven't heard about it since, really, if we're being honest. You know, people are still talking about it in, you know, fits and starts, but that's it. Yeah. ITV were maybe the next level up in terms of reaction, where we had maybe a week's worth of Philip Schofield reaction. And mm. then you kind of go a level down or almost a step sideways from Philip Schofield, which was your point that you brilliantly made, which was... And this is where I do admire the channel. I don't admire Dan Witten per se as a broadcast. You know, I've got to be careful here. I admire that he's got to where he's got to. I'm no doubt that he's, a, you know, a, an excellent broadcaster and a talented person in his own right. And they've got to be careful about, like, I don't necessarily agree with his political view. I don't agree with certain views he holds. But I can admire his professionalism or 
potentially lack of and their allegations therein. But the sideways step when it comes to how GB News have dealt with it relative to the BBC and ITV, which is something I do admire the showrunners for, is that they've let them they've let them address it. Yeah. They've let them go. You know, they've let them address it. There was accusations, and we don't know the ins and outs of this, that Philip Schofield wasn't really allowed to kind of go out. In fact, they're not even accusations. It's just the truth. You don't need to be too good at reading between the lines. Philip Schofield was not really allowed to go out on his own terms, rightly or wrongly. He had to go and do it. You know, Holly made the statement on this morning. They Mm. made a statement as a broadcaster. And then Phil went and did a BBC thing of his own accord that had nothing to do with ITV. Dan Wooten has been allowed to drive his own response to these allegations Farage will I'm sure if he hasn't been already and I don't know the ins and outs of it will I'm sure be allowed to do the same He's let's set the there. scene on Nigel Farage yeah. for again other people who might not be a, a, abreast of UK personalities or politicians so Nigel Farage led UKIP which was the UK Independence Party way before Brexit he was looking for Brexit way before Brexit mm. I'm talking maybe 20 years before Brexit. I'm not entirely sure, but it was a long time. It's been a long time, yeah. But anyway, Nigel Farage, uh, since Brexit, has uh, moved over to be a media personality and and commentator, still with very strongly held political pro-Brexit views. And that's his right. And he's very well known for those views and has been for many decades. So basically, Nigel announced that he had been removed from Coots, which is a private bank, which is owned by NatWest, but it's a private bank for the wealthy, got a, years and years of history and heritage behind it, and very much associated with the wealthy, the well-known, the lords and the ladies, the aristocracy of the country. But it's owned by NatWest, which is a much wider banking institution in the UK. And Nigel Farage was removed from having a bank account uh, at Coots because of his political views. And how that came about, that he found out about that, was because the head of the the bank uh, in question of Coots had been talking to somebody at the BBC. And it had all got about that they broke his, you know, obviously their oath of privacy. And, you know, they should have kept all of the information private about about. And in any individual, that's that's Nigel Farage's perspective. You know, if it happens to him, it could happen to anybody. Anybody could be told they cannot bank with an institution because of their political views, which is completely shocking. And the really good thing about GB News again and the way this organisation handled it is, is he was given his platform and he used his platform quite rightly to expose this as an insult to everybody, not just himself, but, you know, if they could do it to him, they could do it to anybody. And he wanted accountability from that bank. And boy, did he get it. Absolutely right. Yeah, he really did. I mean, I think the chairman of the bank has stepped down Both now. The, the, the heads of NatWest yeah. and of Coots have gone. So there's accountability for you 100%. And obviously, like, you know... Accountability it... on a stick by my... Exactly. And it's one of those, isn't it, where it's really strange, you know, he, um, he, he's obviously said what he said. And it's a bit like if, you know, you get involved in like kind of a, what they call in uh, one of my favourite films, Hot Fuzz, a traffic collision. Not Hot a car Fuzz, crash. what a great film. Right. So it's called a traffic collision. It's not called a... I don't know. I can't believe I made that reference. I can't believe I've made that leap. But like, it's like if you're involved in a traffic collision, if you admit fault, 
before the other party has had a chance to even say anything, then the other party is bound to go, oh, yeah, oh, don't worry about it, mate. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, you've said sorry, right? So, yeah, like, it's definitely your fault. Great. And it's just like it bang to right situation, isn't it? You know, they could have kept their counsel, but they've both gone in what is like a very clear admission of of guilt and wrongdoing. And it's really interesting. Yeah, you're so right. He uses platform. What, what makes this all even murkier is I think initially it was reported that they tried to justify it by then leaking a story that he didn't have enough liquidity, like he didn't have enough. Oh, that was it. Account. That was it. I thought all the sequence of events wrong. I'm... Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it wasn't wrong. No, it was. It, no, but as in, you're absolutely right in the chronology. But he he then responded by saying, "That's false. I yeah. do have enough. They've done it because of this." Yeah. And then it's been revealed that they did do it because of that, and that actually the initial reasoning they gave was to kind of cover their tracks and. They tried to use the fact that it's a very exclusive bank that you can only have access to if you, as you rightly point out, have a certain amount of liquidity in your account. Let's, and let's do a pod about financial crisis. Let's do a pod of and, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. how they how they've mishandled it. Well, because they've mishandled it terribly, and yeah, that's that's a that's a podcast for another day. Absolutely right, and yeah, it's an excellent idea. We'll definitely do that because also, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of firefighting having to be done when it comes to kind of the mortgage markets and the housing markets. We'll definitely do a podcast on that. Absolutely, and how Coots Bank have dealt with this terribly and they really have dealt with it terribly but just going back to gb news i mean just just to kind of start to bring this one to a close it's really interesting i think i'd really like to do more on on these kind of alternative well do you know what i really find it's nice to to do something that's positive that's actually giving good feedback Hmm. instead of us sitting here and pontificating and moaning and saying oh they should have done this and they should have done that it's really good to call out Hmm. an organization to say this is actually the way you do it. Yeah. So they've clearly got their messaging right. They've mm. clearly, I mean, their vision is so transparently clear through every piece of work mm. they do. And they've got their people on message. Now, yeah, yeah, you might argue they've recruited people of the same political persuasions and everything else. And so that they naturally cleave to that message. But I don't care about that. What I care about is seeing that message clearly communicated the power of an organization that's based on the unity of its communicators. That's what excites me about them. That's that it. They are absolutely powerful through their people. I mean, they are a communications company, let's face it. Mm. And they are showing people how to present a unified force. And I think that is very, very powerful. I want to make one thing clear, and I'm going to typically in true laughable fashion i'm going to use a bit of an analogy and you know i love a sporting analogy right <laughs> i don't like don't talk about the man united team of x years no, with Beckham i'm, I'm gonna I, i'm actually gonna go yeah oh can you imagine though yeah i, I could honestly i could keep going on about that. and we need to talk about how brilliant brighton are being in rejecting <laughs> loads of chelsea bids for caicedo because they're being amazing but anyway that's that's another matter entirely right i Hate's a very strong word, so I'm going to try and go one level below. I really, 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 really don't like Man City. I think Man City are awful, right? I'm a Man United fan, and as a result, I will never, ever, ever like Man City. But I'm allowed to not like them with every fibre of my being and admire them, right? I admire Man City for the longevity of their success, for how well that football cover is run, regardless of all these charges that are facing them, which will be answered, I'm sure, <laughs> soon. And justice will eventually prevail. But, 
You had to put that little dart in, despite all the nastiness. 116 charges, right? Okay, I'm just saying, and they will they will answer for this. <laughs> anyway, but it's one of those things, right? But all I'm saying is this, is that the analogy rings true when it comes to GB News. I watch it every now and again, and I watch clips on GB News because it is compelling viewing and it is eminently watchable. I don't agree with a lot of what they broadcast in terms of their views and their debates and things like that, but there is an admiration, you're so right, for how it is run and how it has been created it's worth also reminding our listeners that this is very new like they are still very 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 new they're a very very new organization and to have the draw they've had in terms of the personalities they've employed right you know to have they very early doors got some very big names to agree to not just be on a show here or there or be a guest there are three hour, four hour segments that are being hosted by these, you know, juggernauts of the broadcasting world have agreed to kind of jump ship is the only way I can put it and leave some very, very well established broadcasting organizations and come to GB News and try and get it off the ground. We've already alluded to the fact they had a bit of a rocky start in terms of viewing figures, or as I would put it, given my massive mistake earlier, listening figures, even though it's a TV Channel. That's another thing we, we haven't even gone into, but it is quite multi-platform as well. Yeah. It's proper digital station, so they've That's got the radio, they've got the TV. So doing they're, they're doing it all right. I like and it's that. a less it's a lesson in you know, kind of unapologetic. I'm sure. I'm, this, authenticity. This is authenticity. This is sarcasm, listeners, and I'm not very good at communicating it. I'm sure they're going to lose loads of sleep when they listen to. Little old Lara Fulton on the rest is PR say, oh, I don't like what they put out there. I'm obviously <laughs> joking. They're not going to care. And that's the point, isn't it? The point is, listeners, that they don't care. Unapologetic. It's, it's unapologetically yeah, itself. Unapologetic. And it's and, and as a result of it being unapologetically itself, its messaging is very clear, its tone is very clear, and its personality is clear. I would argue that the BBC recently has been apologetically not itself. <laughs> So GB News is unapologetically itself and the BBC has been very apologetically not itself for about three decades. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been what it was never supposed to be and it's been apologising for being that way. And it's no wonder that people start to go and watch things like GB News. It's no wonder people start to go and listen to things like LBC and Nick Ferrari and James O'Brien, whichever way you kind of lean. And, you know, the American model has been this way since the dawn of time you know since since they started broadcasting rolling news in america you're so right to mention fox news over in the states they maybe have and i don't claim to know i mean i should really know because i did you know u.s politics university and things like that but i don't from the u.s could come on the pod and yeah talk can you talk to us about u.s tv news because i'm it's yeah. really intriguing space and i'd love to have a guest on to talk to us about that you know to my knowledge, and it's very loose, they have maybe one neutral news station. They have one kind of... It's really weird how fractured it all is across know, different states. I mean, different yeah. states are as big as different countries in Europe, and each state has its own legislation and everything else. So it's really... I'd love to talk to somebody who's an expert on, on US TV news. But they made the decision, it seems, very early on when it came to broadcasting the news, that the news as they knew it necessarily included opinion. Like, you couldn't have news without having a particular alignment to the news, without having a particular angle on it. Like It was almost as if these stations, these TV stations, these broadcasters decided that that was part of it. It's not even worth mentioning. News is the facts and the story, right? It's, it's like, it's all part of it, this amalgamation. And 
we're starting to kind of almost see in the form of GB News, ITV News have done it in fits and starts and past Channel 4 News, whatever you're doing, LBC. The BBC was kind of, it's supposed to be the bastion of just telling you the facts. And even then, we've spoken about this at length. You can see that there's fact and like kind of just a little twinge of, and this is kind of what we think. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. it's almost as if, you know, you're starting to see opinion become more and more a part of telling us what's actually happening in, in the real world. And look, agree with it or disagree with it, it's selling. So, I mean, people are watching it. People are people are absorbing it. And I completely agree with you in the sense that they have absolutely nailed their identity. It's just, it's authentically itself. And, you know, hey, guys, any hosts from GB News, the rest is PR. You know, info at the rest is PR.com. You know, their PR is great. Their PR is great. Like, I mean, what do you think of like how they're PR'd as a channel? I mean, they're, they're, I think their PR, I think their communications person is whoever is in charge. I should really have looked it up before we start talking about it. But I think whoever's in charge of their comms is great. Their PR is really good. And their presenters are all in line with what they want to communicate about mm. the channel. And the only area that I don't see any great cut through stuff on yet <laughs> is on the technology reporting. Yeah. You they need to, I'd love them to get a little bit more gend up with people who know about tech. I'm here. I don't yeah. mind coming talking about tech and PR on uh, on GB News. But yeah, that's, I, I think, you know, they're very good at the, the current state of the nation type reporting, politics, local issues, all that kind of stuff. But tech's very important and I'm yet to see it really reported on or commented on properly. With consider good. this gb news right whoever is running the show over at gb news <laughs> and we should look this up and we will look it up and we'll include it in our episode description jackie bores <laughs> i've never met anyone in my life who knows more about tech who can speak <laughs> so eloquently about tech and been doing it so brilliantly for a number of years she speaks here there and everywhere i'm not just saying it because she's here okay i kind of am but like i'm not really <laughs> right okay absolutely Get in touch. Info at the rest is PR.com, info at demosa.com, LinkedIn, Twitter. Just get in touch with us. She's absolutely the best person for the job. And you're so right. I mean, I think that's the case. I think generally speaking across the board, I mean, the BBC have things like click, don't they? Which is like kind of a specific yeah. website. But and actually, I don't hear too much about it on ITV either. I mean, it's really no, I mean, God, ITV, Jesus. They roll out Carol Vorderman for anything remotely techie or mathematic. <laughs> She's honestly praise to her for what she's achieved in the past but she's so out of touch when it comes to tech she really is <laughs> i sit there going oh no please don't say anything about tech Carol's whereas we've been doing loads of things sums. yeah exactly you know do some sums right we love you i love carol vorderman <laughs> this is a complete tangent carol vorderman came to my school to to give an award out and it was really weird and it was a great day and she was great but she's great at maths and, you know, but it does sound a little bit occasionally. And this is not meant in any like derisory <laughs> way at all. It does sound a little bit like she's read a bit off a cheat sheet before she's gone on a TV show. And then it's like, what can I remember? Welcome to some really bizarre, bizarre. I mean, her, 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 for example, I saw her commenting on the metaverse and the, with the most bizarre forecasts of children being attacked and raped over their cornflakes through the metaverse physically because of haptics in in bodysuits and please carol 
step away from the technology plate it's that sort of like but that's kind of clickbaity isn't it like that's what that's what's getting the views sadly and then we need we that's a whole other conversation for another podcast as well like kind of just how <laughs> dangerous these snapshots can be um because we've spoken to kelly twice on the podcast you know we've spoken to camilla recently on the podcast about how important the metaverse is and how important web3 is going to be yeah guys fear not come to yeah. the rest is pr for all things you metaverse, right we know it it's all great. It's all going to be really fun. <laughs> if you want us to talk, listeners, about yeah. the metaverse slightly more, if you want us to talk about Web3, if you want us to talk about GB News, if you're on GB News and you want to come on the podcast, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, tell us that you think we're brilliant, which we always like to hear. <laughs> if you want to come on the podcast to tell us that you don't agree with a word we say on a weekly basis and you want to come and challenge us on it, we want all of that. We want to see you. We want to hear from you. We want to speak to you about any number of topics you can get in touch with those listeners few t's and c's as ever info at the rest is pr.com info at demosa.com both of those websites as well head to those to see all about the podcast at the rest is pr.com and to hear all about the brilliant things that demosa have been getting up to at demosa.com potentially you know you might in weeks to come read about jackie being on gb news you never know i don't <laughs> want to turn fate hey who knows also twitter at the rest is PR, capital T, capital R, capital I, capital PR. It's as simple as that. And you can also get in touch with us via LinkedIn. Both Jackie and myself, Jackie Balls, Lyle Fulton, will respond to messages on LinkedIn. Jackie, as yes. we head towards a very, very significant time of year for yourself, same time next week, what do you reckon? Don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows now? We just never know. It's so uncertain. It's brilliant. But listeners, we can promise you that we'll be back to you once again next week for another fantastic episode of The Rest is PR. But for the time being, from Jackie and myself, take care of yourself. It's bye for now.